the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's methods that rely upon the flesh to succeed. There's nothing supernatural about that. There's nothing supernatural about it. It's just following steps. The problem is, look at the verse again. The problem is, in our flesh, nothing good dwells. If I rely upon my flesh to do it, my flesh will fail because in my flesh nothing good dwells. I can't be made perfect by my own flesh. It is only by the Spirit of God that we are being made perfect. He is working in us to create the fruit of the Spirit. We can't manufacture any of the fruits on our own. We can't be more patient, more loving, more joyful without the Spirit at work within us. Pastor Dan is going to talk about the work of the Spirit today. Do you want to become more like Jesus? There's only one way, and it's not by trying harder. Let go of the reins today and let the Spirit of God do His perfecting work in your life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We were utterly helpless in our sinful condition when God saved us. Ephesians chapter 2 says we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But God, it says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Right? There was nothing we contributed to Our salvation. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. The best we can offer. The best we can do. Filthy rags. Our salvation was all by God's grace and God's mercy. The salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And we get that. Right? We get that. That's locked in. We No, yeah, absolutely. We get that. But here... Paul touches on something that's so important in the Christian life. He says, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect or being made perfect in the flesh? Is that that really what you think? How you mature? How you grow? How you're sanctified? By your flesh? Listen to me. There are many Christians who seem to have this mentality that I'm saved by grace. It was all God. There was nothing I could do, nothing I could offer. But now that I'm a Christian, my spiritual growth and maturity, well, it kind of depends on me. I'm made perfect in the flesh. In my own strength, in my own efforts, in my own works, in my own power. Or at least by 
some of my power and abilities. You know, maybe it's 50% the Holy Spirit and 50% me. Or 80-20 or 70-30 or 60-40, whatever the percentage might be. But my flesh is involved at some level in the process of sanctification and growing in Christ and what I'm doing to mature. Are you so foolish? We were utterly helpless when we were saved and our flesh is still utterly helpless. We cannot live the Christian life in our own strength any more than we can save ourselves in our own strength. The grace that saved us is the grace that keeps us. You get it, but are you living it? We should have the same absolute dependence on the spirit to live the Christian life. And no confidence in the flesh, just like when we were saved. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The Christian life is lived not by our own power, not by our own strength, not by our own ability or talent. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. We begin in the Spirit. We continue in the Spirit. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Are you there, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. When you received Christ, you realized your own spiritual poverty. You realized your own spiritual bankruptcy. I've got nothing to offer, Lord. I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need you to save me. Just like we sang, nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. And Colossians says, keep that same attitude in your Christian life. You still bring nothing to the table. Your hands are still empty. I've got no power in and of myself. Again, Galatians 3, verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? Are you relying upon your flesh to make you perfect, to bring you into spiritual maturity and growth? Are you relying upon what you do and your efforts? Are you so foolish? To think that's the way it works. Now Paul is writing from personal experience. He's been there. Turn with me over to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Now you have to pay close attention to this. Because it can get a little confusing as we read through it. What he says. Uh, So if you're falling asleep. This is the time to wake up. (laughs) The guy next to you is dozing off. Give him the elbow. Verse 14, Romans chapter 7, verse 14, he says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal. I'm sold under sin. Look at verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Maybe you can relate to Paul's frustration in this passage. Paul says in verse 15, I don't understand myself. 
I don't understand what I'm doing. I, I want to do what's right, but I don't. Ever feel that way? Instead, I do what I hate. I hate that I do that. Do you ever say that to yourself? Ah, why did I say that? I want to do the right thing. I want to be godly. I want to be Christ-like. I want to be loving. I want to be faithful. I want to be patient. I want to be kind. I want to be joyful. But I'm not. In fact, I'm the opposite of those things a lot of the time. And I keep failing. That's what Paul's saying here. There's frustration. Look at verse 18. And verse 18 is very important. Look at verse 18. For I know that in me, there's a process here, a realization. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. I have the will. I have the desire. I want to do what's right. I want to be godly. I want to be kind. I want to be patient. I want to be loving. All of those things. The will is there. It's present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. And I want you to notice the word how in verse 18. Underline it in your Bible. How to perform what is good, I do not find. Paul, at this point, was trying to be made perfect in the flesh. Paul, at this point, was trying to be made perfect in his own strength, in his own abilities. And he's frustrated. You know why he's frustrated? Because he keeps failing. He says, the the, the things that I hate, I keep doing. The things I do want to do, I'm not doing those. And then he says here, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. He uses the word how. How to perform what is good, I do not find. How do I do it? Listen to me. That's the mentality of the flesh. He's a Christian. And he's trying to figure out how to do what's good. How to live a godly life. He wants to live a godly life. That's his desire. And he's trying to figure out, how do I do it? Somebody would just tell me how to do it. I'll do it. That's the mentality of the flesh. And so many Christians are trying to live the Christian life in their own flesh and in their own strength. And so they're looking for how to do it. They're looking for a formula, a method that they can follow to be successful. So much of Christian preaching and teaching and writing today appeals to the flesh. It offers methods and formulas and how-tos for the Christian life. You know, three ways to improve this. Five ways to be a better that. Seven, seven steps to becoming whatever. Fifty ways to leave your lover. Whatever, you know. <laughs> it's methods. Listen, listen. It's methods that rely upon the flesh to succeed. There's nothing supernatural about that. There's nothing supernatural about it. It's just following steps. 
the problem is, look at the verse again. The problem is, in our flesh, nothing good dwells. If I rely upon my flesh to do it, my flesh will fail because in my flesh, nothing good dwells. I can't be made perfect by my own flesh. By my own abilities. No matter how hard I try in my own strength, I'll always fail. No matter what method I use or how-to list I come up with, I'll fail. Eventually, you know, some, some people are more determined than others, I suppose, and can go a little bit farther down the line. But your flesh will fail eventually. Again, going back to Paul's question, are you so foolish? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? That's what Paul's trying to do here in chapter 7 of Romans. And he's frustrated and he's failing. And he's looking for how. Now look at verse 19 again. Verse 19. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil I will not to do, that I practice. I'm not doing the good that I want to do, and I'm, doing, I'm actually doing evil. I'm practicing that. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I've got this sin nature in my flesh. I find in a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Verse 24, here it is. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Paul comes to the end of himself. He comes to the end of trying to live the Christian life in his own strength, and his own ability. He's no longer asking, how do I do this? In verse 24, he asks, who? Who will deliver me? From this body of death. Paul finally comes to the place where he's looking for someone else. Someone other than himself. To do it for him. Someone outside of himself. Paul goes through this process where he realizes I can't do this. I can't do this Christian life in my own flesh. In my own strength. I keep failing. I need someone else to do it for me. And the who Paul is looking for is the Holy Spirit. That's the who. Look at verse 1 of chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to 
the Spirit. I've tried it in the flesh. Tried doing it in my own strength. I've tried all the formulas. I've tried all the methods. I've read all the books. I've done all the lists. And I keep failing. Walking in the flesh doesn't work. I need a who. I need someone else that can do it for me in their power, not my power, because my power fails. And the who is the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Of your note taker, in chapters 1 to 7 of Romans, Paul mentions the Holy Spirit a total of four times. Four times in seven chapters. In chapter 8, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 18 times. In one chapter. The who is the Holy Spirit. That's, that is the key to the Christian life. Holy Spirit. Listen, if you try to live the Christian life in your own strength, you will fail. Because in your flesh dwells nothing good. And look at verse 1 again. You'll feel condemned all the time if you try to walk in the flesh and live out the Christian life in your own strength and your own ability instead of in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm a lousy Christian, I'm such a terrible husband. I'm such a failure. I'm so inconsistent in my Christian life. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. Do you really think you can be made perfect in your flesh? You need to be endued with power from on high. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the third person of the Godhead to fill you up. You need to be clothed with his power. And and stop trying your own power. Because it'll fail. You're powerless in and of yourself. Now, let's go over to Galatians. Galatians 5. To the right, Galatians chapter 5. Now, Paul mentioned this walking in the Spirit in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Those that walk in the Spirit instead of, in contrast to, walking in the flesh. Paul tried walking in the flesh and he failed. Now he's walking in the Spirit in Romans chapter 8. And here he talks about walking in the Spirit. And I want you to see what he says in verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, I say then, it's like a British guy, I say then, you know, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not, look at this promise, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, now he talks about being led by the Spirit. You are not under the law. He says, walk in the Spirit. What does that mean? Walking in the Spirit means to be completely yielded to and controlled by the Holy Spirit. 
you know, being filled with the Spirit. If I'm filled with the Spirit, it's all the Holy Spirit. Again, it's not half the Holy Spirit and half Dan. I'm filled with the Spirit. If I'm walking in the Spirit, I have yielded, and it's intentional, and it's moment by moment, sometimes it's second by second, where you're intentionally yielding control to the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And the promise is, if you do that, the promise is, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's quite a promise. And he tells us in verse 17, look at this. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. That's why you always fail. If if you're depending upon your flesh and your ability and your own strength to live out the Christian life. Well, your flesh doesn't want to do what the spirit wants to do. Your flesh never wants to do what the Spirit wants to do. You don't believe me tonight when you go to bed and you're laying in bed? Take your Bible with you. Lay in bed and read your Bible. And see how long it takes you to fall asleep. A couple minutes. Because your flesh is saying, we don't want to read the Bible. Let's just go to sleep. Now you lay in bed and you turn on a movie. You can binge watch you know, something all night long. Yeah, the flesh is like, yeah, I like this. And that's something. The flesh never wants to do what the spirit wants to do. And Romans 7, we're trying to live out the Christian life in the flesh. And the flesh doesn't want to do it. The flesh wants to do the opposite of what the spirit wants to do. It's always contrary. So the, the, you're, you're depending upon something that is working against you. In the Christian life. And then he talks about if we're, we're led by the Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us instead of allowing the flesh to lead us. And he tells us in verse 19 what the works of the flesh are. This is, if you walk in the flesh, this is what it's going to produce. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. I like that he adds adds that little phrase, and the like. In case you're thinking, well, my thing's not in the list. I'm off the hook. Well, and the like. You get the idea is what he's saying. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's writing to believers. And he's saying, if you walk in the flesh, this is what the flesh is going to produce, and your life is going to be no different from a non-believer who's going to hell. It's going to look exactly the same. There's no power there. There's no dynamic there. There's no Holy Spirit there. There's no, you know, your life will be a witness for Christ. Because you're walking in the flesh. And your life looks just like the guy living next door. But the fruit of the Spirit, this is what the Spirit will produce. If you walk in the Spirit... Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Joel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. If you find yourself in a spiritual coma, the book of Joel is a great place to wake up and come to the realization that although God is loving, He's also just. He has no tolerance for unrepentant sin. In these pages of Joel, you'll find disturbing descriptions of the judgment to come on the earth to wipe it clean of sin and evil, but it's all for the purpose of restoring and purifying a sinful world to a state that was intended in the first place. Are you learning and growing through this study in Joel? If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. Thanks for being part of our listening audience. Come again next time for more on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.